And so my brothers and sisters, as we read the scriptures, 38 through 42, it says, now as they were traveling along, he entered a certain village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. And she had a sister called Mary, who moreover was listening to the Lord's words seated at his feet. But Martha was distracted with all her preparations and she came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? Then tell her to help me. But the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered about so many things, but only a few things are necessary, really only one. For Mary hath chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. And today we would like to talk about, amen, Jesus cure a troubled heart. Jesus cures a troubled heart. My brothers and sisters, as we look at the text today and as we look at the tales of two sisters, as we look, amen, or two servants, and what I want to do today is try uh, to see where you and I are who we identify with the most. And as we look at the scripture, we'll go to various scriptures and to bring out, amen, the attitude of these two women. And as we look at the circumstances and situations that we're facing with or that they're facing with, maybe today it can bring us to a conclusion that either we are a busybody or we are a worshiper. Amen. And some of us can be both. Amen. But we're more of one than the other. And as we look at the scripture in 38, it says that Jesus was traveling. And as we look at Luke 9, uh, we see uh, Jesus uh, traveling or making his way towards Jerusalem as he coming to the end of his life and about to go to the cross, amen, to die for the sins of his people, amen. But Jesus had a fixed focus, amen, on the cross or towards the cross and to saving mankind or humanity. But as he was traveling, amen, he stopped along with his disciples, amen, to a city, amen, that is not named here in Luke, but is named in John and also John 11 and John 12. But it says to here in verse uh, 39, and uh, I'm sorry, uh, let me go to verse 1 because we got to talk about Martha first. It said, he entered a certain village and a, a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. And we see here that Martha is most likely the owner of the home, or as they say, the mistress of the home or the homekeeper. And it goes and says that she had a sister called Mary, who moreover was listening to the Lord's word seated at his feet. But if you allow me just for a moment to just highlight Martha's life. Amen, the busybody, amen. If we look at John 11, we will see there in the first couple of verses that we see uh, Martha, Mary, and Lazarus has been introduced to us, amen. And as we see them, we see that Lazarus has become ill. And as Lazarus is ill, we see Jesus is traveling with his disciples, and Jesus uh, gets the news that he is ill, and he tells his disciples, but we're going to go a little further. And he left about two days, if you will, and then he found word that Lazarus had died. 
And as he heard the news, he made his way, amen, towards the village and towards Bethany. And Martha got a hold of Jesus coming. As you read the chapter, you will see that the news came to the house and Martha heard that Jesus was on his way. And she went and she met Jesus. And the first thing she said to him, if you had not been here, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. And so Jesus had to have a session with Martha. Martha, yeah, but she said, but I, I know that if you ask God, he will do what you ask of him. And Jesus went and he confirmed to her that there is going to be a resurrection. Confirmed to her that your brother will live and rise again. But Martha knew this within her heart. She knew it. But her approach was, Lord, if you was here, this would not have happened. And we see Jesus goes through and says that, no, listen, Martha, I am the resurrection. I am the one that will help you in this situation. But Martha knew her theology. She knew her eschatology. She knew, amen, about the coming birth of Jesus Christ. It's all there in John 11. But Martha went in a hurry. Martha didn't go in a place or lifestyle of worship. She was hurting. Her brother has died. And so as Jesus got her straight, she went back home. And she told her sister, the Lord is here. Now Mary boated out the house. Then those who came, they, they followed after her. And when she got to Jesus, she, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you would have been here, my sister would not have died. Do we see the difference? One was forceful. One came with worship. One came with praise. One came with adoration. What about you and I? How do we come before the Lord, especially in this season? What is our mannerism before God? How do we act? How do we approach him? Do we approach him like, you better do something? Or do we approach him like, Lord, I need your help? We see here the tales of two servants. We, we see one is forceful, one is a worshiper. But we see in Luke that Martha is, is, is bothered by what's going on. But Mary is worshiping instead of worrying. If I can pose a question to you, Fairview, how is your position before God? Are you a worshiper? Are you a warrior? As we see in verse 39, we see that Mary is seated at the feet of Jesus. She's taken in the conversation. She's taken in what he has to say. She's taken in all that she can take in, amen, from the Savior. But yet we see in verse 40 that Martha is bothered. What is distracting you? What is bothering you? What is bothering me? What is keeping us from sitting at the feet of Christ? We see here in 40 it says, but Martha was distracted. See, a lot of us get distracted with life. 
with life problems, with life issues, with life heartaches, with life heartbreaks. As we see here, she was prepared herself or prepared her house and be able to serve Jesus, but she was all messed up. Just like you and I at times. We can get so busy doing everything else, but we forget to praise and worship. We forget to read, we forget to study, we forget to pray, we forget to fast, we forget all those things, and now we're in a hurry, amen, going 100 miles per hour in a 25 mile per hour zone and wonder why things are not working. Who are you like? Martha or Mary? Mary again, positioned at Christ's feet, says that she was listening to the Lord's words. Sitting there in awe, sitting there in, in adoration. Her soul is being fed, but Mary, Martha is running around like a chicken with her head cut off. What are we doing this season? Christmas is eight days from now. Are we still trying to get everybody gifts and do all those things? Let me tell you, last week I was by the bank and a security guard opened the door. He said, hey man, you finished with your Christmas gift? I'm like, just about. He said, I'm giving out hugs this year. <laughs> I'm like, man, that's a good gift. <laughs> Don't cost you nothing but a little exercise here and there. You know, but we're so, amen, and want to get this and get that for this person and that person, and we forget about Christ during this season. He came to die for you and I. He came to make a difference in our lives, but yet we're busy doing everything else but worship. Mary, sitting at the feet. Martha, verse 40, distracted with all her preparations. Yes, we got the trees, and yes, we got wrapping paper. Yes, the house is all tore up, but for what? You're going to buy gifts and some are going to lose them. The gifts that we spend a lot of money on, they're going to get old. I'm not telling you not to buy a gift. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying there's a specific reason, amen, for this season is to what edify and magnify the name of the Lord that people will know that there is a Savior. The best gift that we can give is that of what? Jesus Christ. But we're too busy giving everything else. Stressing over things. Are they going to like it? Is this the right color? Is this going to be the right size? So what? Give the gift. <laughs> if it's from the heart, it'll be received in that way. But yet we see what Martha in the kitchen, in the living room, in the backyard. She's all over the place, pots and pans, everything is screaming. But Mary is sitting. But let's look at Martha's attitude. She come and interrupt Jesus. Jesus? Jesus? Jesus, don't you see what's going on here? See, that's what forceful people do. Jesus, you, you see what I'm doing? Look at me, Jesus. 
Look at my sister. She's sitting at your feet. But I'm working. I'm cooking. I'm stirring up the pop. And she's not doing anything, Jesus. Is that us today? Blaming other folks. Because we won't worship or sit at his feet. We're all frustrated and we compare ourselves with other people who's sitting at the feet of Christ. Hope that's not all of our stories. It's some of us. Might be the one who's talking to you today. But it says here, Jesus in his loving way, like we would have went off. Well, let me, I'm no about I would have went off. Okay, let me say me. I don't know about your attitude. Listen here, Martha. You making all this noise. It's your house. It's your party. Why are you frustrated? That's what I would have said. Okay? But listen to what the Lord says. The Lord says, uh, and she say, Lord, tell her to help me. That's a demand. Lord, you make her help me. See, my brothers and sisters, those of us who have the Martha spirit need to learn how to have the Mary spirit. Why? Because we want every, like Burger King, we want it our way. Extra pickles, extra ketchup, extra onions, and all that stuff. But Martha is saying, tell her to help me. But listen to what Jesus says to her. Martha, Martha. Now remember at the, at the tomb of Lazarus, she's like, Lord, he dead four days. He's he going to stink. If you move that, 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 that stone. He said, then I tell you to believe. Martha, Martha. Curtis, Curtis. You, you. Jesus, get her attention. You're worried and bothered about so many things. And if I can ask a question to the believers, what is bothering you? What is distracting you? Not your husband, not your wife, not your children, not the church, not... What is distracting you? Martha, Martha, you're distracted by so many things. Your mind is turning so many ways. You're thinking about everything at the same time, and you only can do one thing at a time. That's all of us. We're not superhuman. We only can do one thing at a time, although there's 500 things going on in here. You're distracted. He says here, and you're worried and you're bothered about so many things. What is bothering you? What is bothering me? What is bothering us when we have the solution and his name is Christ? Why are we so focused on the problem instead of the problem solver? We sing the song that he will fix it or he can fix it, but we won't let him fix it. We won't let him do what he can do in our lives.
mind if we just fall down at his feet. See, listen, going back to John 11, when you see the crowd that came to comfort Martha and Mary, see, when Mary left, the crowd went. It don't show us anybody following Martha. See, it was Mary, uh, Martha's house, but it, was, it says the city was Mary's. See, a, a worshiper makes the difference. The worshiper, worshiper uh, changed the atmosphere, if you will. Is that you? Is that me? Is that us? Do we make the difference in, amen, where we are, at home, and at our churches, at, at work, at play? Do we make the difference? You're worried about and bothered about so many things. Listen to the Savior. But there's only one thing. There's only one thing. And we know, Martha knew. She was saved, was she not? She knew, but she didn't do it. What is stopping us from giving our all or falling down at the feet of Christ when we know what to do? We won't do it. Too stubborn, too pig headed, too arrogant. To say, Lord, I need help. Or asking your neighbor for help. And I believe that's all of us at times. Life gets busy, it gets hard, it gets difficult. And we try to what, push our way through because what, there's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. But Martha didn't see that light because she had so much on her. Brothers and sisters, what is on you? that you don't believe that Jesus can get off of you. Again, during this time, in this Christmas time, when we're going to be running here and there and trying to meet the needs and the demands of families and friends or even of our own selves, will we take time to worship? Will we take time to say, Lord, I need you. Lord, I'm depending on you. Or will we allow the busyness of our mind to keep us entrapped and entangled in frustration? What are you going to do? The question is, what are you doing about it now? See, my brothers and sisters, it takes practice for us to become worshipers. It just don't happen overnight. Amen. Amen, because most of us have been Martha's all our lives. Amen. Full steam ahead. Don't know where you're going, just go. But we have to learn to take the good part. But what is the good part? Sitting at the feet of Christ. How do I sit at the feet of Christ? I grab his word. I sing songs of adoration and pray. I go through the psalms, and like me, I'll make up a song. I'll open up a psalm, and I'll get there. It might not sound good to you, but my heart gets happy. And I sing in Z and E and all them. Amen, because I'm singing to the Savior. 
I'm worshiping him. It doesn't need to sound good to you. And your, your voice don't need to sound good to me. But if I'm worshiping God, it's okay. I'm going to choose the good part. And it starts today. Can't wait tomorrow. Tomorrow is too far. Next week is too long. Next month, I'll never get there. I got to start worshiping today. Did he not say that? What did he, what did he say to her? But only one thing is necessary, really only one, for Mary has chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. No, she's not going to get up from here from all this good teaching and great teaching that I'm teaching at this moment to help you stir pots. And listen, people are not going to stop for you to help you stir your pots. You're going to be a great pot stirrer by yourself until you and I learn how to worship the kings of kings and Lord of lords. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for your word, Lord God, is so great, and Lord God, life transforming. Lord, I pray that something was said that would prick our hearts, that we will take a deep, Lord God, examination of our own selves, and see, Lord God, where we are, and who are we more like, Lord, Martha or Mary. And I pray that every believer uh, leaning towards a merry attitude and merry spirit, that we would find ourselves, Lord God, in constant communication with you, Lord, and studying, Lord God, and loving you and, and worshiping you and employing others, Lord God, to come alongside of us and worshiping, Lord God, you and song and life. So we thank you, Lord God, that you have transformed us. We thank you you have called us out of darkness into your marvelous light. We thank you, Lord God, during this season that everyone is running frantically, Lord God, going from store to store, that we, Lord God, can worship you in our own way. Lord God, in our own comfort of our homes, Lord God, we thank you again for this opportunity. Now, Lord God, we pray for those who are among us might not know you and a pardon of their sins, that you will prick their hearts, that they, Lord God, will fall in love with you, fall in love with your word. Lord God, will become a worshiper, Lord God, like Mary, and sit at your feet daily, Lord God, looking for divine instructions. And Lord God, that you will speak to us by and through your Holy Spirit as we find ourselves, Lord God, in the study of your matchless word. This, Lord God, we do ask and pray in Christ's name. Amen.